Good evening. The presenting sponsor of 30 and Nerdy Podcast is Advertising Expressions. Advertising Expressions exists to promote your business, school, church, or even your podcast, just like they do for the quite fine show, 30 and Nerdy. They promote such organizations by getting their name in front of as many as possible, as often as possible, for as long as possible. So whether you advertise on your rear window, or wear a shirt so that strangers on a train know where you work, be sure that advertising expressions can help you. After all, I confess that their service is absolutely murder. Contact them today and tell them 30 and Nerdy Podcast sent you to see what deals are in store. What's up, nerds and nerdettes? Welcome to the 30 and Nerdy Podcast, the flagship show of Bad Cast Company Productions. Today's episode is all about the state of the nerddom. Our panel today is yours truly, and of course, the Rev of Rants himself, Logan Roach. Rev, how are you now? How are you now? I'm doing good, man. It feels good to be uh, stretching my legs in the uh, 30 and Nerdy studio, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> getting on the flagship i've been you know kept behind closed doors on the pandora ways the podcast the uh patreon now i'm free like the genie in Aladdin. Ten thousand years will give you such a crick in the neck <laughs> yes it will but now i'm stretching so this episode is titled the state of the nerdom address it's an opportunity for us to address the state of things and our many nerddoms within our nerd culture. For a year now, we've been in a global pandemic, a time that none of us really saw coming, a time that we were not ready for, (laughs) a time that has shown us Mm -hmm. our strengths and weaknesses as a people, a society, as a planet. Um, The particular part we're going to focus on this episode is the state of things in our nerd culture and its effects on nerds all around the nerddoms of the infinite nerdiverse. So Rev, are you ready? I'm ready, man. I am so ready. Let's do this. Well, DJ Mike Howie, take us into the show. Nerd 
It's time to nerd up or shut up. Let's get dangerous. Welcome to the 30 and Nerdy Podcast, the flagship show of Badcast Company Productions. Thirty and Nerdy Podcast is an alternate reality radio show, a member of the Legion of Independent Podcasts, and part of the Council of Nerds. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Reach out using the hashtag 30andNerdyPod. You can also find us and other amazing podcasts at podchaser.com by searching The Apocalypse and Pod Nation. Got something to say? Email us at 30andNerdyPod at gmail.com or check out the website at 30andNerdyPodcast.com. Now... Sit back, crank it to 11, the nerds are here. What's up guys, now last time on the season 3 premiere of 30 and Nerdy Podcast, the show was all about the Royal Rumble 2021. The panel included us as well as Josh, the juice is loose, Davis. In that episode, we gathered to talk about one of the biggest events of the year for a wrestling fan, the Royal Rumble. For the first time in years, the three of us were able to gather together in the same room for the event and played our regular games, such as predicting outcomes, choosing numbers, naming our overall winner of the individual Royal Rumble matches. Rev, how, how do you feel now? It's It's been a few weeks. We've had another pay-per-view with the Elimination Chamber. Where are you now on the state of the WWE and its road to WrestleMania. Well, first of all, you forgot to mention our game hide the 50 wings as well. Yes. Which we yes. uh killed. It's going pretty good, man. I think I'm I'm still really liking Hill Roman, which is I think the best thing that's been going for the past year. He's had some stumbles, but he he's just very solid. I'm kind of looking forward to the edge thing. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like I'd be more excited because I'm an edge guy. I just don't know what it is. Like, I just feel like, I don't know if it's just I'm missing the people. I feel like it's always feel like the crowd reactions are fake. Like they're just filled in. Like they're not actually the people there. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Which I'm sure they are, but yeah. I it just no feels weird. Like you're feeling that way. Right. <laughs> They're definitely not pumped in at all. But just like you're saying, the state of things, it's just like this year in wrestling has been so odd because mm-hmm. who would have ever thought, you know, even like starting out, like in your bingo halls, as they say, with, you know, 10 to 20 people wrestling in front of nobody. It's just mm. so peculiar, I guess. But the direction. I mean, things are starting. That, that's the best part about Rumble is your your storylines are kind of coming together and you get to guess and see and predict. And that's the best thing about the in-between. It's like you kind of play your own story maker and see if you're close. And 
That's that's the best part. Mm-hmm. You, I made a comment during the chamber. Me and Josh got together and we got to watch it. Uh, first off, I absolutely enjoyed the fact that it was the shortest pay per view of the year. Um, Shorter than Raw. Started at seven and was over by nine thirty. I was like the thirty-one. Those are real nice. <laughs> loved that because I was not coming in at one a.m. I was home by nine forty-five. Nice. So, hey, WWE that was great. Keep up what you're doing, buddy. <laughs> I was like, recall that six-hour event. We just had a. It was it was my turn to to take care of the food, so I got. Uh, a, a taco bar all mm. the setups from sauceritas well, i mean taco bar pack don't they call you something yes uh some people do call me taco tyler ah that's what it was couldn't remember really but that's what it was <laughs> yes of course but you I bring tacos him, I, I was telling him that like anytime like seamus entered his entrance it was all piped in booze, like the video game. Like, you know, yeah. when playing the video game, who's heel, who's face. That's how they have it set up. If they're billing them as face, then obviously they're piping in the cheers. And I was like, it's so unrealistic that all every individual in the arena would be booing Seamus because he has mm-hmm. fans. Yeah. It's just so put on because I, I like Seamus pretty good. I was like, I wouldn't be booing. He's honestly had a pretty decent like past month or so, like a buildup. Yeah. He's not been terrible. I, like, I wouldn't be booing him, and if I was in the audience, but they yeah. have every a hundred percent booze piped in, and you know, I like, get kick it what back like seventy percent, thirty maybe. Yeah, I was like, I get what they're doing, but it's just like the video game is what it feels like. They've billed them as face and heel in their built-in persona, and if they're billing them as heel, they get automatically booed by a thousand percent of the stadium. Even they probably love it. It's so false. Yeah, they love it because they can control the aspect of it. Mm. They have more control now but over what they send us you, than they ever have. If they let people in that mania, or the first like live crowd that gets to come back, can you imagine that pay per view? Like if it was like a pay per view in like a Chicago or something. Or like just, just somewhere that's just crazy. I, I would love to be there if we could get tickets to that, just to like go crazy with that crowd because that's what it's really about. It's just the, just the the pulse of the crowd, of the moment, of just like the atmosphere. That's why you go. Like you you go to just be a part of it, dress up, you know, get your shirts, you know, walk down those stupid like straight down stadium seatings you think you're going to fall all the way down because we can only afford nosebleeds and it's just that feeling of just being a part of something that's just mm-hmm. so great and just that first crowd back is going to be insane and i would you know when we get to back to a place where you can have max capacity i would definitely if i'm wwe i would put it in a philly or in a chicago or in a new york i would yeah i would go balls to the wall on we've got to have our first full crowd at a crowd interactive place yeah on purpose on purpose we don't care if they hijack the show we want them to have a blast yeah let's they need to invest in a shit ton of glow sticks 
and things like that <laughs> and party favors and just pass them out to every audience member and just be like, let's get, let's go ham people. Let's just get into it. Just shake out the past two years. Just scream your face off past two years of buildup. Just let it go. Oh, but you know, I, 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 you know, I told you before we started recording, it was a good card, a little predictable near the end. I mean, as, as much as they were showing Miz backstage and we knew he had the briefcase and he was he was pushing it down to the wire and they even showed a scene of him talking to MVP after Lashley lost the U.S. title to Riddle. Like he's mm-hmm. talking to MVP, like you can tell them they're, they're cutting a deal. And I was like, I looked at Josh, I was like, either MVP is going to buy the briefcase from him for Lashley or Lashley is going to cause Drew to lose the cash in mm-hmm. and match is over here comes lashley destroys drew miss cashes in i was like wow they really uh there weren't even context clues in that <laughs> they gave us the whole script throughout this entire pay-per-view you know it's so, very transitional though so with riddle and with drew so i mean you get the u.s belt off of lashley without making him look weak and you get the belt off of Drew by making Lashley look better and then Drew not mm. look weak because Lashley looks like a freaking monster. And then Miz is kind of there to be like, I'm just going to take this off of Drew because, you know, he, we don't want him to lose clean, but also Lashley is going to probably destroy Miz in whatever capacity that is, mm-hmm. which I saw well, next week on raw is a championship match with Miz and Lashley. So if they take him <laughs> If they take it off of Miz on a Raw, bro, that's cold. At least give it a pay-per-view. Because Lashley and Drew going against each other is what we as fans have been pushing for. And yeah. it looks like they're they're giving it to us. Uh, whether there's a belt involved, we don't know. They could completely swerve us and the title not even be involved at WrestleMania. And Say it'll be Lashley going into Mania and then Drew taking it off of Lashley at Mania with like some assemblance of a crowd. Mm-hmm. So Drew will get that pop that he didn't get last year. And within a year, he would have been the three-time WWE champion now. I know. <laughs> Just, you got to pump those numbers up, kid. You seen Charlotte lately? She's like 32-time. You got to catch up with uh, her, kid. I saw something funny on Twitter when I was live tweeting from the podcast during the pay-per-view. They said, um, they said they've made it easier now for people to slip in and out of the chamber if they want to do it theatrically the way it's built now. They can just kind of mm-hmm. slide the back door back and they can get out. And uh, someone put up an entire storyline of like Charlotte comes out, <laughs> slides out the chamber door, destroys Kofi Kingston, inserts herself into the match and becomes the WWE champion. I was like, we're not the only ones making these jokes. I showed it to Josh. I was like, it's out there. <laughs> we're not. Get the her only more people. titles. Get her on more shows. We've got a, a fourth show planned. Put her on the poster. We don't know what it's called yet. Just put her face up there. They're in a meeting. They're like, okay, we're going to have to take the belt off Drew for a little bit. What do we do? So hear me <laughs> out. Charlotte Flair. Jim. You're brilliant. You <laughs> son of a bitch, you're brilliant. 
Charlotte the Flair. Charlotte Flair wins. Nice. <laughs> Cut it. Cut the check. <laughs> but I definitely think it's going to be an interesting mania. Um, like I said, it was a good card. Good matches. Uh, pretty entertaining. Except for, as I've told you, the, the women's tag team division is in shambles because of who has the belts? I absolutely cannot stand Nia Jax or Shayna Baszler. Uh, they're just they're dull. Well, let's break up the Iconics because they're yeah not over, right? Let's take the titles quickly off of Bailey and Sasha when they were the first inaugural champs. So mm-hmm. quickly we put them on the Iconics. Oh, and then we'll just break up the Iconics and you know let's just put random women together. Let's do what we do with men a lot. Just put randoms together instead of focusing on quality tag teams. Let's let's just do that. Let's ruin the women's tag division the way we ruin the men's tag division. That's why FTR left, bro. Mm-hmm. No, WWE hasn't cared about tag teams in 20 years. No. no Unless they they're haven't. Brothers of Destruction and DX 30 years out yeah. of prime. <laughs> the only time they really focus on tag teams... It's is all about the money. As if their names are Degeneration X, Brothers of Destruction, or their last name's Hardy. Those are the only tag teams they really care about. And they're 30 years past tag team prime. No. It's just it's just but we could sit here and be a little WWE. No, we're turning we into a wrestling podcast, bro. <laughs> we are on the road to WrestleMania, so it will be interesting to see where we go from here into fast lane uh, and we will definitely touch base with that after that pay-per-view happens if you are wanting to follow along with all the conversations we have on the 30 and nerdy podcast via social media here's how you do it we are on twitter at 30 and nerdy pod and we are this close to a thousand followers it is on the precipice of a thousand followers so if you're listening and you're on twitter and you're not following 30 and nerdy podcast go to at 30 nerdy pod and hit that follow button we're on instagram 30 nerdy podcast we're on facebook we are even on tiktok people and we are on youtube at 30 nerdy podcast if that was too much for you to keep up with just go to 30 nerdy podcast.com go to the directory that's where we're at while you're there don't forget to subscribe to the blogs and newsletters on the website we send out on the regular basis. Scroll down to the bottom of the screen, enter your email, click subscribe. We will keep you up to date on all things nerd culture. We love hearing from you nerds as well. 30 and nerdy pod at gmail.com. Shout out to us. You know, if you've got something you want us to talk about on the podcast, if you have a disagreement with something we've said, maybe you absolutely love Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. I don't care. Let us know. 30nerdypod at gmail.com. And that is not all, people. If you want to know what is going on at Bad Cast Company Productions, like all exclusive Patreon content and other exclusive Patreon shows, check out badcastcompany.com. If you're into pops and collectibles, follow our boy here at Rev Collection. That's R-E-V underscore C-O-L-L three C-T. ION for all things in the realm of collectibles. He is your place to go for things like pops, Pokemon, figures, the works. It's easy to go to your Instagram, search the name, hit that follow button. You won't regret it. Rev, how are things going 
on the Rev Collection Instagram. What have you got going on right now? Well, the uh, world of collectibles is absolutely on fire for Pokemon right now. So that's your mm. hottest of hot. And uh, the new, um, the new, um, I want to keep calling it expansion, but it's not expansion. Just the word is escaping me. The new set that dropped is Shining Fates. And that thing is selling faster than your grandma's hotcakes. You know what I'm saying? Because every time you go in a store, whether it's Walmart, we can pipe in Austin Watts right here, Target, GameStop, Barnes & Noble, anywhere on the planet, <laughs> it is gone, bro. I've driven, I've, I've had to come to terms with myself and say, Logan, and I say, self, you need to stop this. You're driving all over the world. You're driving to Griffin out here in Georgia. You're driving to Conyers out here in Georgia. You're driving to the rich folks in North Atlanta. And I'm finding nothing. So I'm wasting more gas than I am collecting. <laughs> so, but it's a, it's a pretty hot market. Everybody's after always the Charizards. But me, I have got a lot of pre-orders in. And my um, DC Universe, Robin, is coming in this week. And I will have all of the uh, Gotham Knights because I got Batgirl, I got Nightwing, I got Red Hood. I'm just waiting for that Robin. So, and in a week, my nine pops of Miles Morales that are dropping are coming in. So I'm really excited to have a Miles section on my wall. Now you are looking to getting into selling and buying as well, like via the interwebs <clears throat> and stuff like that. Oh, yes. So the best way to hit you up right now is to go to your Instagram, Rev underscore collection, and message you. If the, if you're going to start posting things like this is for sale. Yeah, I've got a few things on Instagram. I'm uh, going to hit up. There's a Macari app as well that you know kind of goes over there. Facebook Marketplace. You got eBay. But I'm trying to make my hub my Instagram so I can just sell directly mm -hmm. to the person because like with the uh, shipping and undercuts that like every app does, it kind of takes your like at least 30% of your profit. So I'm trying mm -hmm. to hook people up with good deals and hook myself up with not getting absolutely well, blasted. Trying to, trying to stay away from the third party middleman. You're trying yeah. to make it more personal too. There's more personal interaction in that. Like you contact oh, yeah. me. This is the pop you want. Give me your mailing address. Boom, you get this. Oh yeah. And no middleman. There's it's more personal that way, and I like it that personal, way. Personal, a lot better. I think the end goal too is like once I get my collection pretty nice and I'm getting things pretty flowy, I want to get like a store online going so I can just have like, you know, put the things I have for sale online. Just send the link up and be like, hey, we can go here. Uh, shipping's you know flat rate. I can tell you, you know, what it's worth, what it costs, what my deals are, and just ship it out that way. So I'm trying to learn. I've, there's a lot of good people in that community. So like all the people that are in that community, that's not just scalpers trying to flip and bleed you dry for money. Like the, the genuine people are awesome. So if you are a collector and looking to just like find things like pop wise comics or figures like Instagram, and the community, even Facebook, there's a lot of good Facebook groups on there too. Like the community is awesome. Mm -hmm. 
Well, when you get to that, when you get like kind of like a, this up. little nerd culture as well. Yeah, yeah, it absolutely is, and that's one thing that I've 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 loved about um, doing this podcast uh, is the is the other nerds you meet amongst podcasting and social media and things like that, the personal connections you make. But when you do get a site set up, we will definitely have a link on our Thirty Nerdy Podcast uh, yeah, sure. com page that can easily link you to a store so i want to have a little bit of fun here this next segment will vary between episodes some episodes it'll be random on random conversations some episodes it'll be story time but the two things that this segment is going to be is one uh came from juice himself a suggestion an idea and it's called in or out so I'm going to mention something that came up in the news, in the nerd news this week. And I'm going to ask you, Rev, if you're in or out. So <laughs> comicbook.com has reported that Big Hero 6 characters may soon be making their live action debuts in the MCU in coming phases. Though details are light for now, it is reported that two names mentioned that are mainly Baymax and Hero. My question to you, Rev, are you in or are you out? I'm all about that because, I mean, he deals with nanobots, right? So, I mean, that's mm -hmm. kind of right along the lines of like Tony Stark type mindset and like he would fit right in. He would kind of be like a uh, maybe more like a, a robo craft Spider-Man almost, not like with the webs or anything, but just like with that, you know, being his kind of conduit to being a hero, you know? Yeah. So with, I'm in with them getting possible live action counterparts. Oh, it's live action. Yeah. They'll be making their, Oh, you're talking about plans. like in, in the MCU. Yeah. I'm talking I'm about in, in. Who plays yeah. hero for you? Oh, dang. I don't know, man. That would be cool. What do you and Juice say? You and Juice are so much better than that, or than me with the, uh, the faces. About it, with him. it just popped up on the news today. So mm. I, I only saw Big Hero 6 once in the theaters and mm -hmm. I'm having issues recollecting the whole thing. He's like a very young, like a Asian boy. So it would have to be probably like in the range of like maybe 14, 15 years old, I would say. I kind of like almost okay. anime hair, like little swooshed over, like cool looking so young kid. So do you think Osric Chow is too old? Uh, he played Kevin in Supernatural, the prophet. Ooh, dang, that would be so good. I wouldn't, does he look like he is? Like, has he aged a lot? Not much, no. Dude, that would be super cool. Having more like a uh, like young adult type deal rather mm -hmm. than like thirteen or so, and having like just pop up, dude, that would be cool. He would, especially be. if it he takes really place good. after the events of Big Hero Six. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, he's a kid, and it's been like what, maybe is it ten years? Has it been ten years since that movie? Has it been? So, I mean, it would kind of fit. It'd be like twenty five ish, maybe. Yeah. 25 to 30 range. Dude, that would be good. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah, he looks exactly like it. 
Would you do kind of like a Hulk type thing with uh, Baymax? Baymax. Baymax, I would do <laughs> as close to the characters you can get. Not Hulk. I would yeah. have it be wow. like a fluffy marshmallow man. <laughs> he's so good, though. Uh, he's one of my favorite men. I was actually, um, when was that? I was watching it with Cash at some point. I can't remember if it was on Netflix or something. They like cycle through so many things now. Like they'll put it on mm-hmm. for a month and then take it off. And that's such a good movie. I feel like it's very underrated. It is. It is. And it's Marvel. And but so they easily can do back it. Back to the, the task at hand. I am in. I'd be in. I think it'd be very interesting. You have like a healer. A healer and a nano mm-hmm. crafter. Mm-hmm. I always got to have a healer. Getting and it real would quick. be a good time to bring them in leading towards the Young Avengers. Mm-hmm. It would be a really good time to bring them in. Because we got, just like with the, you know, the Rumble, we're at the tipping point of like, we need to know where our story's going. We need to know mm-hmm. who our headliners are. I think everybody's at that point, which especially is like chomping at the bit now because we've got pushed back so much. Almost two mm-hmm. years now we're pushed back. So everybody's just like, we got to go. Because at this mm-hmm. point, we'd have probably already seen maybe a clip of Fantastic Four or the X-Men or something, like in a yeah. cut scene or something, like to give us a little little taste. Mm-hmm. I'm all for it. Yeah. So our next little segment here is Pop of the Week. As seen mm-hmm. on our 30 and Nerdy podcast YouTube channel, Rev's Collection Corner has begun, and you've been putting in the work. So out of your recent haul, that was just on the second episode. Mm-hmm. What would you consider your pop of the week that you gathered in your recent haul? Mm, I would say the one out of the ones I've got, definitely the Morgan Stark and the Tony Stark, because it's a pop in the box exclusive, and it's Morgan with the um, rescue hat on, and she's you know doing the projection of tony and he's just a hologram so it's like the you know her reliving you know moments with her dad and that thing is really pretty and it has like the mm. little iron man helmet at her feet that's projecting like the oh. the hologram i know mm. i want to put it in a uh section i've already got it in my head in the new room that i want to do like there's a lot of cool artists on instagram too and i've been talking to a few of them I want like our family, like Cash, June, Peyton, me to be drawn as a cartoon. It'll be my I love you 3000 wall. So it'd be like them young and have Tony as like the centerpiece with Morgan and then having like all my actual family like around that just be like a little tribute to like my I love you 3000. So that's my plans. (laughs) It's beautiful. I know, right? I was thinking about that, and I was like, "Dude, that's perfect. That's a perfect pot for that." Then have Should them all cartoons. Family man. <laughs> but it's uh, it's so cool too. And everybody like with the pops and stuff, they're always about stickers. And this one has a glow sticker and a pop in a box sticker, so they're very shiny and pretty. And it's going mm-hmm. for eighty bucks right now. You pay twenty for it plus shipping, and then you can flip it for eighty. But it's sold mm-hmm. out right now. So they might do restock. 
that's another thing in the collectible game. Don't pay scalper prices. Be patient. It will come. Mm-hmm. Unless you're buying for me. No, I'm playing. <laughs> Just kidding. So Let's our see. next little segment is the Nerdcabulary Word. And I've got a juicy one here. Season three. Oh, juicy one? Is it from juice? Or you just no. used that analogy? No. Just that oh. analogy. <laughs> a visco nerd. Mm. It's loosely based on the term visco girl. This is a new generation of nerd. Most of us in-depth nerds would call them fake nerds. But I call them visco nerds. They are they're hip to the whole nerd nerd thing by the mainstream only. They mm-hmm. do not read the comics, but they did see the MCU with that sexy Tom Holland in it. So now <laughs> they're in the know. And boy, do you see it on their Instagram? They got the oversized Stark Industries shirts, short shorts, so it looks like they have absolutely nothing on, which is totally inappropriate on Instagram. They got the uh, the glasses, like nerd glasses, long Spider-Man socks, Converse on, and use captions like, just nerding out with my BB Tom Holland, hashtag nerd life. <laughs> this doesn't aggravate you at all, does it? Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> This is not personable. It's this is strictly not, business. This is not an attack <laughs> of any <laughs> nature. So yeah, that is your first nerd word of season three, visco nerd. Like it. Use it in your daily life. I'm sure everyone has visco nerds in their life now. Uh, they're <laughs> they're usually of you know Gen Z age, typically. Uh, that's not meant as an attack. It's just an observation. Just putting it out there. It's kind of like uh, in the 80s, right? When you're wearing a Nirvana t-shirt mm-hmm. and you're like, what's your favorite song? You're like, what do you mean? Nirvana. What? Name three songs. <laughs> that's, the, that's the big thing. Name three songs. If you can name three, then you're a real fan. I always love that. Because yeah. I, myself dabble in like all kinds of music i remember in high school i was in you know my my metal phase but i know nothing like of like in-depth metal it's like i hear something i'm like okay that's pretty dope i want to hear that more like name three songs i'm like i don't know man i'm just i'm listening to it that's what i had that done to me in my senior year of high school oh no i bought an all that remains shirt Oh no! I liked. I had just uh, played uh, six on Guitar Hero, and I was like, "Ooh, Ooh I really like this band." <laughs> and you poked the emo I, hive, <laughs> and then I saw the music video to "This Calling," mm-hmm. and so I bought an All That Remains shirt. And this guy, it was my senior year, and this guy in my class was like, I like your shirt. And I said, thanks, man. And he said, what's your favorite album? It's like, uh... Guitar Hero? <laughs> what's Dude, I'm terrible with... with albums. I can't name albums of my favorite bands right now. I could not <laughs> tell you. I'm not that deep into it. I'm like, 
I like this on the playlist. I like this on the playlist. And I'll just go all over the place. But we have those friends too. Literally just mm. got done talking about some. And they are literally like that. But mm-hmm. I mean, I guess we are too on some aspects yeah. of things. So everybody is. Everybody is, especially when you're passionate about something. Absolutely. Like long shirts and long socks. <laughs> Spider-Man <laughs> socks and fake ner- unprescripted nerd glasses and posting on your Instagram with the the kissy lips or the hash the tongue de- down to your right corner with the peace sign. Be like, I'm just being Tony Stark today. Hashtag Nerd life, hashtag love you 3000, hashtag I am Iron Man, hashtag snap. <laughs> hey, we need to start doing that on Instagram. I'm going to do it. Gonna, what can we do? What's the reverse of that? That would aggravate them. That would aggravate them? Act like we know so much about their favorite musical groups. <laughs> Get like a Taylor Swift What's your, what's shirt. your favorite K pop? Be like, yeah, get like a K-pop shirt, take pictures of us just like just K-popping it out today. <laughs> just, just K-popping with my with my fam. Just have our swoosh hair too. Hashtag domo arigato. Hashtag Mr. <laughs> Roboto. The oh, Lord. You might be offending somebody. I had to clip all this. Not trying to attack anyone, but it is just very observational. I it became very observational over the season break before starting season three of 30 and Nerdy. I it just I just started noticing it <laughs> and I was like, ugh. <laughs> so before we get to our first topic at hand, we're going to step away for a quick commercial break. We will be right back with more 30 and Nerdy podcast. Hi, I'm Cody. And I'm Christian. And we're Nerds with Friends. Not just two nerds who have some friends. No, we're your hosts for the podcast, Nerds with Friends. We cover any topic that people can nerd out over, from TV, movies, and comics, to conventions, tabletop RPGs, and much more. Nerds with Friends comes out every Tuesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. And of course, on our website, nerdswithfriendspodcast.com. Join us every week as we confess our nerdy confessions and talk about the latest in nerdy news. And remember, you're not alone. You're with friends. This is Nerds with Friends. Thank you for listening. Now back to the show. Hey there, this is Neil Ward, and I'm one of the lead actors of the film Hosts, and you're listening to 30 and Nerdy. Meanwhile, back at 30 and Nerdy... My fellow nerds, a year ago we began to enter into a dark and tumultuous time in our lives and in our nerd culture. We still find ourselves not just in a constant state of flux, but in a constant state of standstill. We are still fighting a pandemic, civil injustice, hate, ignorance, loss, a great divide, and the unknown. We have lost lives on our planet in numbers that surpass anything of the modern era. We've battled sadness and depression. We've battled anxiety and the longing to get to some normalcy. There is, however, a light at the end of the dark tunnel. We have come so far, but there is still so much to do. In the time of crisis, the Nerdiverse has been shaken to its core. 
From cancellations to postponements, we find ourselves not knowing if some things will even come to fruition. From comics to video games, to movies and television, what's next? When will it happen? Where do we go? Why can't they just release it? These questions are becoming more and more prominent with every passing week. With all the unknown, nerds are resilient. Nerds band together. Nerds overcome. Nerds will rise. A day may come when the courage of nerds fails, when we forsake our friends and break all bonds of fellowship. But it is not this day. An hour of online trolls and shattered screens when the age of nerds comes crashing down. But it is not this day. As your Duke of Nerds, it is my job to continue the fight, to press on, to gather us all under one banner, to unite our nation of nerds into the union of the nerd world order, to bring together Trekkies and Star Wars fans, to unify Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter nerds, to solidify the bonds of DC and Marvel guys and girls and every nerd in between. As your Duke of Nerds, I can wholeheartedly say we cannot be consumed by our petty differences anymore. We will be united in our common interests. This is the time as a union of nerds that we declare in one voice we will not go quietly into the night. We will not vanish without a fight. We're going to move on. We're going to get through. We're going to be better nerds for it. We will rise unified in a way we have never seen, a way that the outside world has never seen. All eyes will be on nerd culture. We will not be overlooked. They will see us. They will hear us. One nation under nerd. Rev, a year ago, we started hearing murmurs of how serious this pandemic was going to get. It, was, mm -hmm. it had not been diagnosed a pandemic yet, uh, but we had started hearing murmurs and news clips. And I was living with you in Atlanta at the time, and I remember us being in Target and people were shopping. Stealing if, all the toilet paper. Yes, stealing all <laughs> the toilet paper. Literally. When did you realize that it was going to be more serious than we initially thought? Like what moment in time happened to where you're like, okay, this is a little bit bigger. And well, I work in the food industry. So right when we heard and things got serious, like we were state mandated to like close down and figure out what's happening. So that first like week of like the shutdown, the first two days, I think, or just, Hey, we're going home and literally uh, come back the next two days and clean everything. We moved out all the tables, all our equipment and just cleaned everything down. And we went to straight um, like we're pretty much like a, 
I guess you could compare it to like a subway. You come in, you build your own like Mexican, like West Coast cuisine, and then we wrap it for mm-hmm. you, make it for you and walk out. So we were all calling. We didn't do anything but calling. And like our main focus is like you come in and we make you feel like family and then you're part of everything. Mm-hmm. It was really weird because we had to set up like a whole like kind of catered to online stuff and we'd make it and then people would just, you know, Hey, I'm here. And then we'd run out, you know, with mask and gloves on. And that's when I knew I was like, bro, this is crazy because there for maybe the first two months we could run the store with two people like in a shift, like through the whole day. And usually mm-hmm. we've got maybe 15 plus cycling through like each shift or like on shifts, you know, AM PM. So it was, it was a crazy time. Felt like, you know, apocalypse type times because nobody was outside. Mm-hmm. Everybody was super scared. Like you had pockets of, you know, Hey, this is when you have to get into the grocery store to even buy food. Cause everybody was like, Hey, we got limited uh, capacity and, Literally, people were fighting over toilet paper, so it was crazy. How about you, man? Um, I think it was probably a few days before I left to come back home. Um, I had talked to Nolan a little bit because New York mm-hmm. was slowly becoming kind of a ground zero for the virus. And he had said, you know, school shut down. I'm going home. And... I was like, okay, so that's pretty serious. And then I just started, you know, watching the news a little bit and listening to um, Dr. Fauci talk from the CDC. And I was like, okay, we've never really had anything like this before. And admittedly, you know, when they first dubbed it Corona, I mean, you and I, you know, made jokes early on, at, you know, about, well, obviously the cure to it is pounding a six pack of Corona itself. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I regret making corona, those jokes now. Right. Um, but, um, but who would have ever pictured, honestly? No, no. I mean, we had never lived through anything like this in our life. Um, the only other thing we had seen something like this was nine eleven, mm-hmm. um, with how crazy the country got after nine eleven for a few weeks. Um, so this has definitely outlasted uh, the fear of nine eleven, and it's definitely taken us into a world that we are now um, no longer new at. We've been in it mm-hmm. for a year now. Um, I definitely, if you had told me then that this would be for going on for a year, I would have said, nah, you know, we're, we're a smart country. We'll do whatever it takes to, to get rid of this thing. And, and I started to realize and kind of make the assumption that if this were a physical terrorist group, instead of a virus, that's more science based. Mm-hmm we would have reacted totally different. We would have done anything and everything to get the bad guy out. We mm. would have stayed in our homes. We would have locked the doors. We would have absolutely done everything they were telling us to do. If there was a physical group attacking us, but since it's science-based and you can't see it, you really started to see mentalities 
of people you thought you knew <laughs> kind of come to the forefront, whether it was a lot of, there were some people that I knew that I, that I still know that I would consider people I loved who <laughs> thought it was a hoax at first mm. and was calling it a political hoax. And I was like, political hoaxes don't kill people like this. Um, mm. So, or masks don't work. And I would say, well, if they don't work, then the next time you're in surgery, tell your doctor not to wear one. I think too, the, uh, on the uh, nerd side of things, when a, a virus takes over like this, zombie wise, which I mean, not tooting our own horn, but we've killed over maybe, you know, million plus zombies. Uh, it's, it's a hard thing to contain for sure. Mm-hmm. And if, there's not the uh, right protocols and cooperation. It's definitely going to get out of hand like it has. And I mean, I feel like you could do what ifs all day, but I mean, this is the hand that we've been dealt and mm-hmm. here we are a year and well, a half in later. Honesty, <laughs> I started to tell myself, you know, I used to watch the walking dead or play zombie games or watch 28 days later or, mm-hmm. or, um, dawn of the dead or any of those romero flicks and i would be like how could we let it get to this point like as a country as a globe how are we so ignorant to let it get to the point of an apocalypse of zombies like surely to god we would have been like there's certain things we don't need to be doing Mm -hmm. so that the infection doesn't spread then about halfway through the pandemic i'm like oh this is how (laughs) You know, we're not listening to the military. We're not staying in our homes. We're not doing everything that they tell us to do. That's how zombies spread in all of the our entertainment industry, whether it be video game, movie, or television. I now know why it happens is because we're an obstinate people. We don't like to be told what to do. We don't. I think, too, it, it kind of gives you the insight of how much people are kind of self-involved. I don't know if it's mm-hmm. like them being ignorant so much as they're just, they really are blindly unaware because mm-hmm. like, even like with me, I'm guilty of that. And I don't watch the news on daily. Like if there's something that happens, you usually inform me and you're like, Hey bro, did you see this? I'm like, no, then I'll, you know, dive into it. But I'm just not a guy that looks at the news ever until, mm-hmm. you know, something big happens. I'm like, Oh shit. When did this happen? You know? So it's like, I'm just dealing with my family, trying to, you know, make money mm-hmm. and you get in that grind and it's like sneaks up on you. You're like, bro, we're like shutting the store down now. It's crazy. So it's, yeah. but it's crazy. Like you said, there's so many different mindsets and people and like, even like with, you know, city to rural like areas, it's just the pacing's different. The, just everything. It's crazy. Just to open your eyes to something like this. Hopefully, in the long run, like we know at, you know, the trial of us failing from this, it's like, we know how to deal with something like this coming around next time, hopefully. But I mean, not mm-hmm. that it's over, we're still in the thick of it, but I mean, yeah. we have to like, have a like a notebook yeah. say, Hey, well, at least taking notes. <laughs> I really we did this wrong last this. time. <laughs> so let's not do uh, this again. I think aside from that, the moment that I realized speaking of nerd culture, mm-hmm. that things were going to be down a while was 
the cancellation of our WrestleMania tickets. Oh, I know. Because we had <laughs> we always bring this up, and it feels like so selfish, but at the same time, it's just like we planned that so perfectly. Yeah, we never we go through. We rarely plan. We rarely plan and go through. We always plan, yeah. but we never plan and actually stamp the ticket and take the time off because yeah. we all have. Yeah, it's honestly growing up. Just for all you youngins that are listening, when you have a dear friend or a number of dear friends, hold on that. Hold on to that friendship mm. because it's so hard to plan mm. anything when you have your separate lives and your jobs and your just stuff going on. And we finally took out that slot of time to just say, hey, this, we're doing a bro weekend, man. We're going to do it. I mean, we saved up hotel, the money. Hotel. Hotel paid the for, raw after. Tickets <laughs> paid for. Raw after paid for. I mean, uh, it mm. was just. It, and then we started hearing of movies being postponed and yeah. till further notice. Or Black Widow. All that man. fun stuff. I know. I you feel because so I have been, I've I have been pro solo Black Widow movie for years you now. You've been you were the I think you were in Juice were definitely the first, and you probably were the first. And just she had it, bro. She had it right there, and then. Feige is fighting for it not to come to Disney Plus to hold off and still let it have its cinematic release. That's a bittersweet pill now because Mm -hmm. I would like to see it. But I mean, my problem with it is, is how long we have as a society and as human nature, our attention spans. Yeah. How long will we care? (laughs) It's going to be so built up. By the time that it comes out, it's going to be horrible. Everybody's going to doo-doo mm-hmm. on it because it's just been built up so much. Which is, I think, a big thing that happened with Wonder Woman 84 was it mm. was pushed back and pushed back, the momentum and the momentum, and then finally it got here, and we were like, okay, for the wait, it wasn't that awesome. No. You know, it and, wasn't I mean, great. It, wasn't, it was good. It wasn't great. It just – I think it dawns back to the – like you got to have – capitalization on that momentum and i feel like all the momentum that marvel's had has kind of went away all the momentum that dc was kind of building with the shows and stuff and you know kind of getting the redos over which they i mean me and you personally like um harley's movie but i think that still built momentum like uh, birds of prey and Mm -hmm. they were just kind of clicking and getting rolling and trying to catch up with marvel and i just feel like everything is just screeching halt and marvel's having to reset with wandavision they're having to gather all the eyes again yeah which i mean they capitalize on that great because Mm -hmm. i think uh mando like everybody's glued to that so they hit it perfectly because you're trying to get that hangover from mando and everybody's like bro we need something right now because i'm on such a high from that and you're like wandavision okay cool let's go and people were like iffy about it but now they're like Bro, this is crazy. Like, why were we hating on it in the first split? They were hating on it because they weren't given their big whopping action scenes. Yeah. <laughs> they were they they were like story. What acting? Character <laughs> develop? Whoa, 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 whoa. Give me flashy, flashy, boom, boom, pal. Like the, well, these first two episodes are all like they're talking and they're they're making mm-hmm. jokes and they're they're doing this sitcom thing, but then the second that we got a little bit of action, 
they're like okay <laughs> this is the greatest show ever i was like god we are spoiled like when we talk about the seahawks we're not seahawk fans but we're always like let russ cook man you gotta let russ mm-hmm. cook <laughs> mm-hmm. you have to <laughs> give it time you gotta give it time wait for the bird like that's just about everything like I remember saying to somebody on Twitter, they were bashing the um, the first episode, and I was like, I just tweeted to him. I said, so I'm under the assumption that you eat all your food raw. And they <laughs> said, no, what's that supposed to mean? You got to let it cook. I'll let it cook, baby. And they just tweeted back, understood. <laughs> I was like, God, hey. you guys are so impatient. Can you eat sushi every night? Yeah, you can. Yeah, Is it going to get awful? Probably by the third day. <laughs> it's going to get awful, and your intestines are eventually going to be like, bro, I need something new. <laughs> Give me some cooked food. I need some story. <laughs> I need some potatoes. So we, we've we got things being postponed, and mm-hmm. WrestleMania is canceled, and we kind of start seeing the state of where we're going and not just entertainment, but as a country, as a planet. But I really want to focus on that was a year ago, 10 months Mm -hmm. ago when things started, you know, a year ago when we got into it and probably 10, 11 months where we realized we're not going to get to go to the movies anymore. Things aren't going to drop when they're supposed to anymore. You know, even video games are getting pushed back because people can't, meet in their offices to develop the video games yeah and so flash forward to a year here we are and the state of the nerddom is slowly been picking up you know mando dropped in october mm-hmm. and that you know wet our whistle with nerd culture mm-hmm. and then finally we've got wandavision and wonder woman dropped on christmas We've got some things, and then we had a, a digital uh, Marvel. Then we or we had the DC fandom experience mm-hmm. happen, and it gave us you know the Batman trailer and wetter whistle even more. And so Which I we think have, they're almost done wrapping up, right? I think it's finished. See, the things that I know are finished for sure that they could release tomorrow if they wanted to is the Eternals and the Suicide Squad. Really? And of That's course, already done? Black Widow. Yes. Dang. And of course, Black Widow. So three things are technically finished that they could drop tomorrow, but they haven't. And, you know, thinking strategically, if I'm in that world, I'm like, we don't need to drop these all, all three of these things tomorrow. You know, yeah. I'm sure Disney and Warner Brothers are actually like <laughs> finding it upon themselves to like communicate with one another. Oh yeah, this has probably made them like, dude, what are you guys doing? I don't know, <laughs> man. Like, what yeah, you're you definitely guys, not getting like do? three drops in the summer. That's like crazy main event. Mm-hmm. I think not it getting, is. You know, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, and you know, Iron Man all in the same summer mm-hmm. anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So here we are a year later. The state of the nerddom is somewhat better, but it's still it's been changed with 
with different things with with so much time spent in the house during this pandemic everyone's eyes are on social media and i think a lot of the reason that the nerddom is in this state as it is is because of social media let's take one one topic to start off with is um john boega who played finn mm-hmm in the Star Wars sequels, hit the ground running with all these accusations and how he hated what they did to Finn. And there was blatant misogyny and racism in, you know, character development for these Star mm-hmm. Wars sequels. Then, you know, that comes on top of, you know, Black Lives Matter happens. And then we get. All, you know, and I think a lot of it's because our eyes during this pandemic, especially as nerds, he's part of our nerd culture because he's Star Wars. Mm-hmm. So we're following all of his words. Then Ray, Ray Fisher comes out, speaks out against Joss Whedon. All her eyes are on that because he's, that's part of our nerd culture. So, and then, of course, Gina Carano's ignorance that she put up on social media. Mm-hmm. And you get you gotta think. Let's let's pick that one apart. Let's just pick that one to, apart. <laughs> so she says on her social media, she's already gotten in trouble before with Disney for tweeting far right wing, insane things like voter fraud stuff like that. And she's been warned by her boss, the private company Disney, who in all their contracts have verbiage saying you can't you have freedom of speech but you can't say certain things that will falsely that will um negatively affect our company so flash forward and now she tweets being a republican in 2021 is equivalent to being a jew in nazi germany okay um First off, you're not being hunted down and wiped off the planet and killed and put in concentration camps. Or put in burial holes filled with like thousands upon thousands of people in the same grave. None of that is happening to you. Then an hour later, she obviously thought, "Mm, that was stupid. She deletes it. But I mean, the second she tweeted it, I mean, there, you know, like if I tweeted something right now, there are people set up to get notifications from my so they'll get a ding like 30 and nerdy tweeted something mm-hmm. and all they have to do is snap a picture and, and i can delete it in 10 the, minutes but it's there it's on the interweb forever then once you text or Twitter <laughs> or facebook or youtube anything it's it's there you kind of just got to take it upon yourself to be your own filter like before mm-hmm. you just <laughs> kind of like the equivalent of back in the day, like you can't just run your mouth all the time. <laughs> well, it's kind of become this and, and rich from three fat nerds said it uh, really well uh, on their episode recently. Uh, it's, it's went from the, it's not cancel culture. It's consequences culture. Yeah. Like you can say whatever you want. You do have the first amendment. Thank God we have the first amendment. 
you can say whatever you want, but it's mm. freedom of speech, but not freedom from consequences. Like I can go into a crowded building and yell fire <laughs> all I want to, thanks to the First Amendment, but there's going to be consequences. Well, true, man. You got to think like even on small scale, I get paid by an employer. I work in the food industry. Those people aren't very pleasant day to day. I could tell them, hey, why don't you go blah, blah yourself and, you know, get out of my store. And I could do that. I have freedom of speech. It's America. But then the next day, I probably won't be employed. Mm. And I mean, that it just is what it is. Like people can take it like that. Like, you know, you're standing up for whatever, but I just don't think her stance is that pressing. Like she's not, you know, standing up for quality or anything. She's just kind of being an a-hole. So mm-hmm. like, why? Like, why do you just put yourself out there to just, that's, I'm not very political one way or the other. I don't really care, but in a, just a moral stance, I'm a very uh, big on respect, just mm-hmm. people to people. Like the person in front of me, I give you respect until I think you don't deserve it. So why go out of your way just to be super rude? Mm-hmm. I don't get that. Mm-hmm. What's kind of driving this theme of the state of the nerddom is where we're at now in all of our nerddoms and our nerd culture, even though we have mm-hmm. things to look forward to and things that are supposed to be happening in the future phase four, phase five, phase six, whatever DC's Mm -hmm. announced things. Does this year that we've been through shorten the life of nerd culture and cinema? (laughs) Does it, does it like, okay, had we, cause we're now, you know, we're past the year and Mm -hmm. we're probably another year away from being what we called normal. Yeah. Because the vaccines are have to be out, herd immunity has to be reached. We have to second, you know, rethink on how how many people we put in places and stuff like that before we're at where we were. Mm-hmm. So that's two years. Say two years to play it safe for sake of argument. Two years can these two years be detrimental to the future of our nerd culture? Or do you think it's strong enough, it's become strong enough to we'll still have phase six and seven and eight and cinemas, superhero movies and, you know, as big as they are right now? Will it last through this? Like we we know the Fantastic Four are coming, but does what's going on right now impact how big the Fantastic Four and X-Men really are in the MCU? plan-wise i honestly think it makes it better because i don't think i mean just like us or like if you're dealing with you know back in the day with alcohol or if you're dealing with you know the uh just whatever have you like you got your underground things if things go away and you're not supposed to have them not like it's comparing to alcohol or not but you got your you know rum runners like trying to get it to it because you don't have it and then now we don't have it. So we're like, hey, we, we got to get this. We want this. So, I mean, we're talking literally about things to come. Like half your season two was talking about, hey, we don't have much to talk about except things that we're hoping for. 
and mm-hmm. things that we hope that happen. And we're still here talking about and having a podcast about, Hey, I hope these things happen because I mean, that kind of is what fuels us. So even for me, I'm not the movie guy that you and juice are, but I tag along because I like, like I just said with, you know, wrestling, I like the atmosphere. I like the feeling that it is. It's almost nostalgic, like take you back to childhood because you always remember, you know, what, theater you were at when you saw Lord of the Rings for the first time or what theater Mm -hmm. you were at when you saw Batman or like who you were with or even like down to things like paranormal activity where we were at in Knoxville like just that that vibe you get like it's just different it's not the same as you watching it here you know on your couch with your buddies like still as good the second time like watching it with your buddies because you've enjoyed it but you don't get that same experience like you watching Lord of the Rings for the first time or Star Wars for the first time at your house is a completely different experience going into a blind, going into a movie theater. Mm-hmm. And I just think people are going to be like, man, I just, I have to get this, you know, Marvel kick or, cause I mean, we were at, at one point getting maybe two or three Marvel type movies or shows or something a year, whether it be, you know, on, you know, your local cable or your movie drops with summer or winter movies, or you're at least getting like a every other year with Star Wars. So, I mean, we had that, like you were talking about them trying to, you know, place it in a pocket where we're just like, we want to crave it. And then they give it to us. Mm-hmm. We're like, Oh yeah, that's so good. And then you give it a little bit more and you're like, Oh, it's like that when you haven't had water for like 12 hours and you hit that first drink of water and it just fills your whole body with that feeling it's like we're just in a dry spell right now we need that sip of nerd water that just activates every particle in our being and i just think people are going to be just like me i was talking to pate uh the other day i was like i really miss going to movies and i don't go like you know but maybe a you know i could count on maybe two hands what movies we go to yeah in a year but i really enjoy that that spot I have for them because mm-hmm. it's always mm-hmm. been a part of us, even our friendship. Like, Hey, we need to go see this movie. And I'm like, yeah, of course let's go. So I think it only helps it because obviously the time that we're in, it's hurting, you know, just the process and how it goes along. But could you imagine like seeing like Reed Richards or somebody coming in at the end of like, you know, black widow or something and say, Hey, this is, what we need help with and setting up the rest of, you know, the next phase. And you'll be like, bro, I am for it. Let's go. Let's get it. Pump it out. What about you, man? What do you, you think it's going to help or hurt? I think that it's going to do both. I think it's going to hurt in the short game of like next year. But I think it will help um, in the long game of when things. I'm not going to say if because we will overcome this. Um, As President Biden has said a thousand times, there's nothing that this country can't do when we work together. Mm. There's nothing this country can't do. So we will get back to that point. Then I think it'll be an explosion. And I think that what you will see is nerd culture on the big screens. I don't think your studios 
after the pandemic are pumping out A Star is Born or The Irishman. I think those movies suffer mm-hmm. more than nerd culture movies. I yeah. think your theaters are going to be chocked full with the next three phases of Marvel, whatever DC's doing. I think they are going to be what's in the theaters solely for a while. So I think in the long run, then it will survive. Our nerd culture has evolved and survived for, you know, hundreds of years, so to speak. I mean, from the first inception of detective comics to now, mm-hmm. um, it's survived and evolved. So it'll just survive and evolve this. Um, it's more of a, how we take in the nerd culture and how many eyes are on the nerd culture moving forward that kind of makes me think this this time that people have been indoors i think um at one point last season uh i had a big crossover episode called crisis on infinite nerdverse and rich from three fat nerds said uh this has been great for nerd culture in the vein of like people are at home and doing nothing and they're on Disney plus and they're like, okay, I've seen this, but I really don't know a lot about the history of the guardians of the galaxy. So I'm just going to get on, you know, this app that Marvel has and buy a bunch of those comics. (laughs) So comics and video games have really thrived during this pandemic and with these streaming services um nerd culture has kind of maintained in the midst of it i think in the short game it's going to look like we're in trouble because we won't be able to we've just seen all the things that were announced from blade to fantastic four the mentioning of mutants the eternals but getting there will Mm -hmm. seem like ages away in the short game but for in the long run, I think that this is going to be kind of a nice reset point because it's kind of been nice. I think you've said this to me a few times in text. It's kind of been nice getting that break after Endgame, that mm-hmm. small little like breather, just kind of like yeah. <laughs> it would have been. I don't know if it had been this long when I was saying it, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. But nice it's breather. been. <laughs> It's been a nice breather to not really have anything nerdy after a while because a year ago, a little over a year ago, well, more than a year ago, we were, um, you know, getting Endgame and Spider-Man Far From Home mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, Aquaman and all this like stuff. So we revving up this, just this... to go right into the next phase immediately. Mm-hmm. 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 we were getting birds of prey because that was the last movie we saw in theaters before the pandemic hit was birds of prey mm-hmm. and so it, it it was kind of a nice cool down but i definitely did not want a global pandemic and you know <laughs> thousands and thousands and thousands of deaths to and i don't, I don't want to when i talk about the pandemics impact on nerd culture i don't want to ever sound like i'm shying away from you know the the more serious aspects of the pandemic you know uh, people people have died um i guess the last thing i want to talk about in the state of the nerddom is where we're at with video games 
because we've kind of joked about it. Mm-hmm. We've kind of given its it its its uh its punches, but you know, Cyberpunk kind of had a an iffy, you know. My friends yes. who are PC gamers, they're like, We're fine. It's fine for us. <laughs> we fine. have no problems with it. All I'm hearing online is where is the PS5 restock? Mm. Mm. So you you're you're spend a lot of time with pops and all that, and you're at game stores a lot just looking for pops. Mm-hmm. Heard anything about where we're at in the console wars? Like how were sales? How were you know the new games coming out? Um, because you would think during a pandemic, video mm-hmm. game sales would go through the roof. But with the way things happened and the pushing back of dates and stuff like that, and how long both places, both companies waited to name their damn price, first of all, mm-hmm. you know, waiting each other out, playing the waiting game. And with the somewhat letdown of the sequel to Last of Us, and mm-hmm. with now the letdown of Cyberpunk for a huge percentage of people, the majority of, of system owners. Um, R.I.P. Joel. Mm, R.I.P. Joel. Um, what, what do you think we're at in the state of that, of that nerddom, of gaming nerddom? Do we need a resurgence? And what is that resurgence? Uh, the the systems are pretty much like Pokemon and like everything else. It's I think it's made people have a lot of eyes, especially like TikTok and all that stuff. Uh, what's his face? Um, Logan Paul guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he bought like so the holy grail of like Pokemon, so to speak, is like your first edition base set, like shadowless, like packets. Super hard to get. This dude is selling packs for like 55K per pack in this thing. He's made over like a million dollars, which they say it's going to charity. I have no idea. Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. But he has raised the market like through the roof. So I think in turn, like a lot of people are doing this. So they're just buying up everything, trying to flip it for resale. Even like I don't know if you noticed, like, or even if you looked into trying to get like a PS5 or like the new Xbox over Christmas, right? So everybody's selling them out and they're like $500 consoles. These dudes are like flipping it or trying to flip it for like 1200 bucks. So Cultures. literally, well, it's like literally everybody and their mama is going around. Hey, when are you get a new PS5 in? When are you getting a new Xbox in? And then they're just like, oh, well, we don't know. We're, you know, still trying to figure out, you know, when we're going to get them. They send them at random, da da da. So if you're lucky enough to get any of that stuff right now, kudos to you. Cause you know how we plan always. We're like, we're going to wait till, you know, they get all the kinks out with the first system drop. Cause it's always kind of, so so we're going to get that like next wave i don't think we'll have a choice but to wait till like maybe the fifth wave of like the yeah. new consoles <laughs> unless we're just like waiting outside of best buy tenting up <laughs> these people are crazy which is pretty crazy too with stores even like with best buy and gamestop which is why you really need to support if you're any type of nerd like going deeper than the movies like with comics and action figures and stuff like that you need to support your local comic book shops and your card stores and stuff like that they have been hit super hard like the comic book stores and stuff that i go into like regularly like week to week 
they have had the same stuff and the same minimal stock for like ages. And I'll still try to go, you know, buy the newer comics when I can and stuff like that. But they're struggling, bro. Like half of their pop inventory, their comic inventory, they're having, I guess they're having to sell it pretty cheap or just trying to get rid of it to get by, but they've been zapped. So definitely support your local card and comic shops. Absolutely. Around. But it's, it's a struggle out here for collections, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I feel like the, uh, the games themselves, it's been so dry lately. Like we've had one Call of Duty pop off and I mean, it's me and you, I think are the same on Call of Duty. We'll play it really hard for like a month and then it kind of gets old because we've been playing that game. It seems like for 20 years now, there's not been really any big type of games, but they've promised a lot, you know? So yeah, hopefully like in the future, there's supposed to be an RPG like Harry Potter game coming out. Supposed to be a whole bunch of, you know, cool things coming out in the future. Like, uh, Bethesda's supposedly coming to Xbox exclusively. I don't know when that's happening, but it could be mm-hmm. crazy. We're supposed to get, you know, maybe some uh, remakes of uh, Knights of the Old Republic, if that happens. And you're telling me uh, Twisted Metal's planning on making a, a show, maybe Live going into production show. with uh, the producers and uh, directors of Deadpool, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm all about that. Twisted Metal is one of my favorite of all time. Sweet Tooth I've, better be cast perfectly. I've actually got that pop right there. <laughs> I got he was yeah, the he has, only character that nasty, I drove as. He has to be nasty. Yeah, yes. I hope it's like just a horror type vibe. I hope it's Absolutely. not like, a, like funny aspects, but it has to be like Jeepers Creepers with maybe like some Deadpool comedy mixed in. Like put a little Deadpool comedy in uh, Death Race. Remember that movie? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Statham. Mm-hmm. Or that mm-hmm. old Grindhouse movie. Uh, Death Proof. Death Proof. Yes. Make it like that with Deadpool comedy, and mm-hmm. maybe as gruesome as this newest Mortal Kombat's supposed to look like. Oh yeah, that looks good. We're for whatever reason we're having some resurgence of those. Uh, PS2, PS3 type style games and in movies and uh, shows. So I'm all for that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But I feel like just day. the state of games, man, it's been so dry. I've just been going backwards, playing Zeldas, playing like old school type arcade games, going to play Fallout 4 again for like the billionth time. But I need something new. I'm dry in that. I've been dry for a long time. <laughs> I'd be lying if I said I didn't pick up Skyrim again last week. So, Did you? <laughs> for the like eighth time, that game's been around for literally probably as long as The Undertaker. 2012. We are, we are coming that upon... That is nuts. That is a decade. We are coming upon 10 years of Skyrim. And it's still fun. That's what you want, though, out of a game. Longevity. It's- it's what you want, bro. And you can't hate on Bethesda because they always give you those type of like 10 year mm-hmm. games. So just like um, Oblivion, just like, you know, GTA style, like you can play them forever, still have fun. Absolutely. Well, what do you all think of the state of the nerddom? Where are we going? Is it positive? How long before we get back on track to where we were? 
with our nerd culture. Let us know. Hashtag 30 and Nerdy Pod on Twitter. We're going to step away for a quick break and come back with segment two in a little bit. So we'll be back with more 30 and Nerdy Podcasts. Hey guys, this is Tyler Mack from the Bad Cast Company. Host of the flagship show 30 Nerdy Podcast and co-host of some of the other shows in the Bad Cast Company. Now I'm here to talk to you about Patreon. At Patreon slash bad cast company you can find so much extra content not just from this show the 30 and nerdy podcast but brewing up rants podcast the road so far movie mania um mandalorian mondays and tons of bloopers and deleted scenes and unaired scenes and pictures and behind the scenes stuff how you ask can you be a part of that well there are different tiers in patreon slash bad cast company there is a one dollar tier if that's all you can do you will get some exclusive things but obviously as the tiers go up in price what you receive in return goes up as well we are very thankful of the patreon supporters that we already have and due to that we are able to do extra things like uh pay for our host site for the shows. We were able to send out random gifts like uh, Patreon-exclusive shirts and stickers and hats whenever we are able to get them. However you can support the show, we are thankful for it. You can check that out at patreon.com slash badcastcompany. Hey, this is Ken M, host of the ODPH podcast, better known as the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour. And right now, you are locked and loaded to the sweet tea of the nerdy South, the Duke of Nerds, Tyler Mack, and the 30 and Nerdy Podcast. Welcome back to the 30 and Nerdy Podcast. We are into our second segment, and this is something new also for season three. Changing it up a little bit. This segment will always be something different moving forward but for this episode i wanted to start out this with a little segment i'm calling dreamcast and no we are not talking about the failed video game system the dreamcast poor sega but hey, there's some things on there that's pretty good <laughs> there's some sleeper games in there there's some sleepers uh so what i want to do here is i'm going to Name some heroes that we are going to be getting soon. Heroes and villains in the MCU. Um, I'm just going to name a handful for this first segment of Dreamcast. We might do Dreamcast again next week. Maybe not. It just depends. So with all the talk of the Fantastic Four coming up, and we're going to exclude Reed and Sue because we have both been very adamant about who Reed Richards and Sue Storm should be, and that's John mm -hmm. Krasinski and his wife, Emily Blunt. I'm on the verge of saying if it doesn't happen, you have dropped the ball on your fans because it is probably the biggest fan casting out there that we have seen mm -hmm. in a long time. It's, Just as big as us telling them who we wanted to play Ahsoka Tano. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, 
because you weren't really hearing that at all other than like the fans and then mm-hmm. they made it happen. So exactly. Hopefully this is the same way. I hope so. So we're going to exclude them because we've already said Krasinski and his wife, Emily Blunt. Mm-hmm. So who plays the thing? If you're casting the thing, who plays the thing? <laughs> Just put the rock in there because he's a rock. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I wonder how you're going to do it, though. Is he going to be – because how are you going to introduce him? Are they already the Fantastic Four? Do we get, like, an origin story? Or, like, is he already animated and he's just we, kind of pulling – We don't group? do origin. I think Foggy's Fagi, basically been, like, no origins or – How many They're times have we school. seen the origin They're of the Fantastic Four? 20 years Four? ago. Yeah. Yeah. So we would be casting basically a voice for him, though, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Who do you think? Who do I get to voice him? Mm-hmm. Since he's already the thing. We're not talking about Ben. So we don't no. maybe we'll have a flashback, I guess. But since he's already the thing, and we're basically casting a voice. I get Troy Baker. Cause he's voiced Booker DeWitt in Bioshock Three. He's the voice to Joel in The Last of Us. Mm-hmm. He's voiced the Joker. He's voiced Batman. His voice cast is just is just phenomenal. He's got that like scruffy type kind of mm-hmm. hard edge to it too. I wouldn't get a known physical actor to play Ben to play him. Now you could flash back to Ben Grimm and he could be a thinner Ben Grimm. You know, mm-hmm. not like Michael Chiklis being Grimm in the original Fantastic Four <laughs> uh, from The Shield. But um, but I, I think Troy Baker would be my casting because if you do flashback, he can be a somewhat of a, you know, to himself kind of guy mm-hmm. like Ben Grimm could be. That maybe Troy have like the, well. maybe even have like the classic like uh, raincoat and hat. Maybe not even see him, just like see of him or something, mm-hmm. and then go into that kind of cycle. Maybe just have him like a very mysterious figure. But I would find a, a famous voice actor, like obviously not as famous as Mark Hamill, but Troy Baker, a Nolan North, any one of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could get uh, John DiMaggio to voice him, uh, any one of those. But I'm going voice actor for the thing. It'd be good. I definitely would be okay with that. Especially just, he has to be gritty. He definitely has to be gritty. He has to be just like, have like some sort of edge to him just to make it believable. Kind of just like, mm-hmm. like who would have guessed like Vin Diesel for group, but it worked perfect because it just mm-hmm. has that like base in it. If you want like a big dude, you got to have like a, a good base and gruff. Mm-hmm. I'm all for that one. What about Johnny? I think that's tainted with yours because you uh, keep saying Efron, like uh, or for the Kenny. past like, or who? Uh, Steve from Stranger Things. Oh, that would be good too. Ooh, that's true. I kind of like him better. Mm-hmm. I like him it's better than Efron. He, I do too because he's kind of maybe just a little bit more fresh. I guess I, mm-hmm. I don't want him to be like so cocky as last time. Um, because he has to be cocky, but I I didn't like the just lady man persona. I'd be 
okay with like him just being cocky just because he knows he's type of uh, like good or like daredevil type thing. So he's just super confident rather than just straight cocky and have that like more down to earth feel rather than like an mm-hmm. untouchable feel. You know what I'm saying? I feel like he does mm-hmm. that good. Steve would. Cause Steve was really cool in mm-hmm. stranger things, but he did, he did have like a, like a homey type feel too, like a, it's like he could be friends with him easy. He's mm-hmm. kind of like the big brother. And I like that. I like that a lot. Plus he did, he wouldn't have to have like the poofy hair that he had. He could like slick it back or still have no, like the long no. hair or, yeah. you know, cut it short. He could do many things. Yeah. What about Dr. Doom? Oh, that one's a tough one too. You got to have somebody with a, a nice jaw. He's got to be, very handsome guy because that's kind of like his like mo too like he's got to be like almost perfection right but mm-hmm. just like in a maybe sort of like a older tinge type of way like got some age on him not like crazy old but we got to think he's got to match uh jim at least from the office right what's his name uh krasinski so he has to match oh. him in age well then dr doom should just be dwight <laughs> That would be too good. <laughs> Dang, that would be super funny. Because he's been cast like just badly for a while. I, I didn't hate mm-hmm. um, Christian from uh, Nip, Tuck, Nip Tuck, but he felt kind of fake a little bit. You know? What about Jason Isaacs, Lucius Malfoy? Ooh. How old is he now? He's pretty old in Harry Potter, wasn't he? He's like 40 at least. I mean, he he's aged well. He has. <laughs> and um, he looks real good in makeup. <laughs> and he's British. So so he's 57. A little bit of age gap right there. Mm-hmm. A little bit. And he's his I think he could do the I just picture that voice. Mm-hmm. Voice I think would be of good. him in the in the Patriot. Would you go short that hair character? Yeah, yeah. Think it's about how he played Tavington in the Patriot. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be that's such a good movie. Doom. When's mm-hmm. the last time that you watched that movie? Last month. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I watch it quite a bit, actually, for the performances. Such a good movie. I don't know, but then I thought about what's um, the dude from um, the uh, Django, Christoph Waltz. Yeah, he was also in Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, How about him. Is he too old too? He's just as old as Isaac's. Has to yeah. be. Mm. I had at one point I had like a list written down on a notepad of. These are my cast. This is my cast moving forward of when they pop up, who I think should play it. Um, and I can't find that. I can't find that pad anywhere. What about you? Do you have anybody floating around that you maybe have recently seen in Netflix show or anything? What about um, Scarecrow? He's got kind of a cool jaw. Mm. Uh, that uh, from Peaky Blinders. Killian, Killian Murphy. 
Yeah, I think Chris. I just keep Waltz thinking about good. the jaw. John he's Hamm. Got a, he he's still pretty he's young, right? Jaw. He's forty five. He's got the jaw. He's got. He's that a very regal. Gaston looking We're jaw. Just talking about British people. <laughs> Who's your favorite British person? Play Doctor Doom. Um, I thought about it since he's done being Magneto. Fastbender. Ooh, that'd be cool. We need to keep him in there somehow. If he's not Magneto, that would be a cool role. Because he kind of gives... Or if they don't cast this guy as as Adam, which is who I want him to play, Jamie Lannister. I was thinking about that. I was like, I wonder if uh, Jamie would come back. But I kept thinking, like, he definitely can't keep the blonde hair. Mm -mm. That'd be interesting. Him as as Doom or him as Adam. He'd be Mm -hmm. great as Adam, who I think we're going to meet in the next Thor. The Thor seems like it's amping up to be really good. Dude, those later Dude, Thor get, movies. Do you know who's going to be in it? Beta Ray Bill. Is he? Dang. Who's playing it's, him? I don't know. I know that. <laughs> Who cares? We get beta. Shit. <laughs> um, I know that uh, Christian Bell's playing the villain. Oh, Bale. Who is the villain? Have they announced that? Balder. Balder. Bale would be interesting. He's going to come in and he's going to be like, where's Thor? (laughs) Where is he? (laughs) I'm not wearing hockey pads. Uh, I like Bale. Oh, yeah. All right. The next one I have to ask is Galactus. Who plays Galactus? Mm -hmm. I think this is a voice, too. I think he's digitally done. But I do think my pick... Is is prime? I think it's prime. Liam Neeson. Ooh, that would be cool. Give him like a growly type voice. Mm-hmm. Whoever you are, Avengers, I will find I you. Find you. I have a particular set of galactic skills. Eating <laughs> worlds. I'm the eater Eating of worlds. worlds. <laughs> and Jim is like. Well, good luck. Click. <laughs> Ooh. Poor Jim in my mind is just like Harry Potter. I will never know their names. <laughs> mm-hmm. That would be good, though. I like that. Every big guy, you got to have that raspy voice. That would be perfect, too. Would you take his likeness to put his, like, to his face if he does, like, the just, just Godzilla type? Just, just his eyes. And his cheekbones. Other than that, it can be all. I mean, he can wear the mocap suit, kind of like uh, mm-hmm. all the, you know, Tony Stark wears a mocap. All the people who have had to wear them in the MCU, the actual actors are wearing them, except for uh, Cooper's, Bradley Cooper's not wearing rockets. That's uh, Sean Gunn, who plays the physical oh, yeah, yeah. rocket. He's in the mocap suit. I mean, it could work. Yeah. I don't know Take about Silver Surfer, though. I don't know. Even how bring you... him back? No, not yet. Not until you get to Galactus. Yeah. Is he like your, uh, your four horsemen again type deal? You think he comes in and is like trying to so prepare overdone. the world? Or I feel like that too. Like, I feel like we've seen this already. So 
maybe he's just like kind of broke free of Galactus and is trying to find some help. Mm-hmm. Then he helps like Fantastic Four or whatever they're dealing with at the time and be like, hey, we got to get this dude out of the way because there's something else coming. Yeah, he might show up to help him with Doom. Oh, yeah, could be. They'll be like, you know, thanks for the help. And they'll be like, I just needed him off the board because there's something coming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wonder what um, Loki show is going to open up. You think it'll like mix everything up or open doors? The t- I think it'll open up the Time Lords. I think it'll be a precursor to Kang. Because mm. Kang is showing up in Ant-Man 3. He's already been cast as uh, you know the guy crazy? from Lo- Lovecraft Country. What's crazy about this next phase is like most of your like normal everyday Marvel people are not going to know half these guys. So it's going to be a brand new Mm-mm. opportunity to introduce a whole new section and to of sell villain some and hero. Yeah, I <laughs> know. Like the Eternals, I'm kind of excited about that because like, I, know I know nothing, nothing. about the Eternals. I, but I know nothing about them. Ten years ago, I would have said the same thing about Guardians too, though. Now yeah. they're my favorite thing in MCU. So I know more about the new gods in DC than I do about the Eternals and Marvel. DC's going to be doing a new gods movie soon. Really? I need to catch up on those uh, animes. On the uh, on oh animes. Gosh. Just I animated. Showed, I showed Juice the last one in the series, the Apocalypse War. Yeah. It's so brutal, man. <laughs> like, he just every every like he was constantly just like, "Good lord!" Like, "Oh my god!" Just like I was like, "I told you, dude." Brutal. He tore a man in half. <laughs> in half. <laughs> yeah, man. Dream casting. Hopefully, it's not a dream for too long, and it pops into reality, man. seeps out of our dreams, and becomes. So before we close, I want to talk about some theories. You've been watching WandaVision. You have not been able to join uh, Juice and me on the Patreon exclusive show WandaVision Wednesdays, but I know you've got theories and you know a little bit more about comics you and Juice do about the Marvel comic world than I do. But I have gained through research of looking (laughs) into different comic book stores stories i have a new theory i think that one division is opening up the realm of the nexus heroes so moving forward the nexus individuals agatha will be one she's purple Mm -hmm. represents the power stone Mm -hmm. wanda will be one she's red represents reality we're meeting kang who will be green and represents time stone. Mm-hmm. And then we'll just need to meet three more in these next three and, episodes or no, or just in the next phase of the MCU multiverse of madness, the eternals. I've whatever. heard like all the uh, commercials have hinted at that. Like yeah. the stuff that are coming That's, back. And I, I went and searched that theory because this most recent commercial is a nexus. It's a, a depression medication. It's called <laughs> Nexus. I was like, I've heard that term before in Marvel. No, not WWE. Um, <laughs> so I, I went 
searching through some different uh, comic book storylines and I was like, okay, so eventually the stones are uh, replaced by beings mm-hmm. that represent each stone and they're nexus members. So you have a representative of the time stone, the power stone, reality, the mind stone, stuff like that. I think that that's what they're hidden. I think that Agatha be cool. will be purple. She will be red. Kang will be green. I think vision could become, you know, if they bring vision back, he could be the mind stone. But I think that's what their leading us is. Nexus. Bringing us the Power Rangers. The MCU. Exactly. <laughs> Power Rangers in the MCU. Dang. It's full circle. And I also think that we're about to get a, a, a massive cameo dropped. What is that going to be? What do you think? I think it's Reed Richards. Reed? I hope it's Reed. That's my top one. I hope it is. I've heard Magneto probably, or it has to be something to introduce X-Men or maybe like get a little taste of X-Men. Vision. Paul Bettany said he's never worked with this person before. Mm. He's worked with Ian McKellen before. So it can't be Magneto. Yeah. It could be Fastbender's Magneto. (laughs) True. But it's a cameo that in an interview, she didn't say these words, but in an interview, she said, we've got a huge cameo still coming. And the, the interviewer said, is it like Luke in the Mandalorian? And she said, yes. I was like, what could that be? It's Mark Hamill. (laughs) As Reed Richards. (laughs) Like if it's that big, like what moment in recent history can you compare that moment to? Like there's hardly if anything. Not someone, if it's not someone new, if it's not Reed Richards, then I would say it's Hugh Jackman's Wolverine. That could be it. That would be the next biggest like, oh my God, it's Hugh Jackman's Wolverine. You think people would freak out if they brought Tony back? Mm. I would, I don't, I know that you both in, in some way have, said it wouldn't be it would take away from his death but people die in comic books all the time mm-hmm. I don't see why movies should be any different I, I would not be upset if he came back but would you be excited hell yeah I'd be excited I just love he's RBJ like, though <laughs> he's like eh, Doolittle didn't work out too good I kind of like this gig as I <laughs> sign me up for another six movies I would not be upset. I would say his sacrifice still meant something. Like I'm just thinking him back. Like the physical person, even if it's Reed Richards, would I be like, oh my God, this is Luke. This is it's it's a green saber. It's fucking Luke. It's gotta be Luke. Yeah. And then you see it and he's like he just messing people up and then you see the reveal, you're like, it's fucking Luke. It's fucking Luke Skywalker. And it's like, what would do that? In the Marvel Universe. I don't know. That's why I think it's Hugh Jackman. He's the only other person that would do that. Yeah, because he's... I mean, he didn't start it all, but he kind of technically did because he was the first, like, hero... All-star. Like, in those... Yeah, he's a... Like, you have your tier levels. You could say Blade. You could say whatever. But on a recognizable level of, like, stardom. Like, MJ-type level for 
superheroes it has mm-hmm. to be Hugh Jackman. Oh yeah, his Wolverine is is above and beyond any of them. Really, and my I'm a, I'm a little biased because I'm a Wolverine guy, <laughs> but, but I don't know. Anyone, I think like even like I through think, the craziness of the X Men series, and if it was bad or whatever, everybody agrees that. Hugh Jackman knocked it out of the park every time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Every single time. Not something like that, or maybe Tony. I don't know if I would get the feeling of Tony since we've just recently seen him mm-hmm. diminish. I don't think I would get that. Holy crap, he's back because he's not been gone for that long. I'll maybe. tell you who it is. Nicholas Cage is Ghost Rider. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Sasquatch. <laughs> That damn Sasquatch. <laughs> Charlotte Flair. <laughs> and then and she puts the Scarlet Witch in the figure circle. eight. <laughs> and we bring that's comedy, ladies and gentlemen. We started out with Charlotte Flair, and by God, we're going to end with Charlotte Flair. <laughs> and rap. Thank you. Good night. Hit the music. Biggest takeaway that I hope from this is somehow, some way, Quicksilver stays with us. That would break my heart if he goes. Because, mm-hmm. like we had that discussion the other day, I just, for whatever reason, having speed and just loving speedsters in any capacity, whether it's Incredibles or if it's Flash, if it's Quicksilver, they've always been my favorite. Godspeed. Speed. Mm. I would love to have him back. So I feel like he could be a good comedy relief. He could be a cool character and he could do really cool things in the future. He would be a cool kind of like side character to carry along with the next phases. And to have actually them acknowledge Magneto, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver in movies as like the twins and like a link to their father. Like that's never happened. Like we've always known it's there but it's never like been kind of said. I think so that would that, be just like a nerd out type of thing. I think that the parents that died in Sokovia that mm-hmm. they always tell the story about were not their real parents. And that's what they're going to tell us eventually. Yeah. It'd be like, you know, you were um, taken from, they were like, they were your aunt facility. or uncle. Just like a camp like their father had come out from. So like yeah. they knew you were his offspring. So they, because they've the already last been name in is the, actually not Maximoff. Yeah. It is it's actually. Fassbender. It's Fassbender. <laughs> I really wouldn't mind him coming back as Magneto. It's McKellen. <laughs> that would be weird. He's been, he's been in three decades of superhero movies. The poor guy, just let him rest. But yeah, that's my dream quest cast questions. We had Fantastic Four and their villain, and talked a little bit of one division theories, things like that, and some fun. Brother, this has been a great episode. Yes, man, a lot of uh, good talks, uh, projections of things to come on season three. I'm excited to be a part of it. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure, sir. Always a pleasure. And if you have been following along 
what are your thoughts? What are your theories? What are your questions, your answers? Because if anything, uh, what we the the state of the nerddom that we are in has definitely given nerd culture more questions than it has answers, no matter which way you have it. Marvel, DC, video games, Star Wars, what have you. There's far more questions than there are answers. Let's talk about it. 30andnerdypod at gmail.com or just hit us up with the hashtag 30andnerdypod on Twitter. For the Rev of Rants, I am Tyler Mack. This is the 30 Nerdy Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Good day, nerds. You've been listening to the 30 and Nerdy Podcast, the flagship show of Badcast Company Productions. Thirty and Nerdy Podcast is an alternate reality radio show, a member of the Legion of Independent Podcasts, and part of the Council of Nerds. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Join in on the conversation using the hashtag 30andnerdypod. You can find us and other amazing podcasts at podchaser.com by searching The Apocalypse and Pod Nation. Got something to say? Email us at 30andnerdypod at gmail.com or find us at 30andnerdypodcast.com. This has been the 30andnerdypodcast. Cheers to you, nerds. Nerds.